calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Violet Hour presents... Between the Devil Episode 3 Just like the story Sammy And I know I shouldn't have done it but Sammy, I said be quiet Papa, I... Sammy, but... Sammy I'm sorry Rosalind, oh god, what must she be thinking right now? I left a note She hated the thought of me on this ship But this... The thought of her waking up only to find... I left her a note. She'll be distraught, sick with worry. I said I left her This a... isn't a game, Sammy. This isn't sneaking sugar from the cupboard or, or hiding a kitten in the laundry basket or, or climbing under the carriage seat. This is... This is... What is this? Uncle Ruben! Sa- <laughs> Sammy, what are you... She stowed away in the cargo hold. Can you believe it? You didn't. I... You cheeky little devil. You're always up to something, aren't you? Don't encourage her, Reuben. You know, your father and I used to hitch rides on the back of carriages when we were your age. Really? Reuben? Much quicker than walking across town. Unless the driver saw us, then we'd run like the wind. Not as much fun, but... Reuben, you're not helping. Can, can I... Oh, dear God. Help you, gentlemen. I thought... Haven't we returned you to dry land? Where's your parrot? Sammy. My what? Your parrot. My parrot? I can't say that I've ever owned a parrot, me dear. But I heard... I cannot apologize enough, Captain. This is entirely unacceptable, I know. And, and, and she knows, my daughter, she knows that what she has done is wrong, and you may rest assured that... But... Sammy, be quiet. Master Francisco, this is your ship. I care little about which passengers you choose to accompany you. I mean, you could bring a mad bull and a matador if you wished. So long as they didn't cause a fuss amongst my men. And I doubt very much that this little girl... Frankie, mate, are you all right? Well, you didn't come back. We thought... So, didn't you? The demon... It's... Well, I, uh... You did see it. I knew it. That massive beast with its red eyes and fangs and claws and... Who's that? What? Who's... 
Oh, who? This, this is my daughter. She's the demon. <laughs> I guess this is right, this is your demon, Gibbs. It can't be. I saw. And, and what's your name, demon? Savannah. <laughs> there you are, Gibbs, mate. I present your infernal tormentor, Samara. Sammy. My mama calls me Samara. <laughs> Sammy the demon. Oh, God, save us, Gibbs. I Tell us, Sammy, what are you doing aboard the ship? Well, the same reason you're all here. And what might that be? Adventure. Fighting pirates on the high seas, burying treasure, and holding daggers between your teeth. Like the stories. I like the stories. Just like the stories. Speaking of stories, how'd you keep out of sight all this time, Sammy? How'd you keep fed? Well, Was I... you hiding behind that locked door down below? The one where I got no key? And how would she open the door to do the hiding in the first place without a key? I'm just saying. That's where I'd hide if it was me. No one would ever find you in there. Are you? What? I just plug your blowhole. Let the girl talk, you dolt. Don't Well, you're right, Gibbs. She has got a forked tongue, ain't she? I kept below with the cargo mostly. I was real quiet and only went on deck at night. And even then, only two or three times when I didn't think I could take being cooped up in the dark for one second longer. I tried to keep hidden and sleep when everyone was up and about. I snuck a few bananas and a piece of bread here and there, but never anything anyone would notice. I was so quiet and careful, but today... I guess I didn't hear the footsteps coming down the stairs, and next thing I knew, someone grabbed me and started screaming and screaming right in my ear. scream, I only... Then he just ran away screaming, like I terrified him. <laughs> and then my papa came down, and I tried to hide again, but up until then, none of you even knew I was here. I a right sneaky little monkey you are. You must have got awful lonely down there in the dark. I guess. I tried talking to the chickens and the goats, but they never remember their names and they don't say very much anyway. But at least I had the parrot to talk to sometimes. What parrot? The captain's... Well, he said it wasn't his, but whoever's it is, the parrot. Hmm. Hey, what did it look like? Well, I never actually saw it. But every ship has a parrot. It's in all All the, the stories, eh? Hey? We've heard them all. No, not just that. I read it. Oh, you, you can't have a ship of savage and bloodthirsty sailors without a parrot going on about pieces of eight and, and blood and bones and the like, can you? It's not just the stories, though. It's I... enough, Sammy. Enough! But, Papa, I really didn't hear Stop! A... What were you planning to do if I hadn't found you, Sammy? I... When were you planning to finally show yourself, hmm? Six months? A year? When we got back home and your mother was waiting at the docks, hair gone white with worry, thinking she'd lost her only daughter? Is that the game you were playing? But, Papa, I left a note! Oh, I'm sure you did, Sammy. That's exactly as considerate as I would expect you to be. A note. And I'm just as sure that such a note would do nothing to console your mother if she knew what you've been up to these last few weeks. Your face is filthy. Your fingernails are caked with dirt. And just look at the state of that dress. Your mother made that dress for you. I don't care about my stupid dress. I don't care if it's dirty or smelly or torn or anything. It's just a dress. That's my point, Sammy. You don't care about precisely the things you should. It's the fact that your mother made it for you. Think of her for a moment. If you had done that before acting so rashly, you might have seen just how selfishly you were behaving and seeking some some silly adventure at the expense of your family's well-being. You mean like what Mama said to you in the carriage? Ooh, I, uh, 
Uh, I think we all best be uh, heading to bed now. Hey, lads. Family affairs are, uh, are often... Uh... Uh, good night. Franny, I know you're... Reuben, just remember... Reuben! Sammy, I... Papa, I... Sammy! I have extra blankets and pillows. I'll make up a bed for you. Okay. Sammy lay awake, long into the night, listening to her father's slow breathing as it became a gentle snore. Sleep eluding her as she fought her way through a storm of thoughts brewing in her head. She had left a note. She had. She knew that her mother would not have let her go if she had asked, and so she hadn't. Sammy knew that she was not supposed to be on the ship, but... She was with her father. Surely that made it okay. She wasn't alone on some ship full of strange, dangerous men. Wasn't that enough? Her father was there to protect her, to keep her safe. He would. Of course he would. He loved her. He did. Salty trails dried on her cheeks as she finally slipped uneasily to sleep. Her head filled with unsettling dreams in place of those more buoyant sojourns into the unconscious that she had known while hiding below decks before she had been discovered and before reality had reared its unwelcome head and put a damper on her exploits. So, Sammy, are you enjoying your eggs? Mm-hmm. Good, good. Better than bananas and hartak, eh? <laughs> Franny, can I get you some more orange juice? Franny? No, thank you. Right. Uh, no problem. Uh, Sammy, orange juice? Um, no, thank you. Have some. I don't need you collapsing from malnutrition. I mean, yes, please. Right. Good. That's good. This is good. Look at us, huh? The three... Uh, my, it's a little warm in here, isn't it? Maybe I'll just... Uh... <sighs> ah, much better. Salty breeze. Hmm. Really, really clears the lungs. The head. The uh, air. Uh, so, Sammy, what are you going to be doing today? I don't... Your father has been helping the men with their duties, swabbing the decks and scaling the masts and all sorts of exciting things like that. He will help fire the cannons. Maybe the two of you could... Can we? Ruben and I have work to do. We don't. We have the quartermaster's report to review. With Smith laid up, it's down to us to see that everything is accounted for. 
We'll need to know sooner or later, and sooner works just fine for me. I'll be in my cabin, Reuben, when you're ready. Where was this, Francisco, the past three weeks? What? Uh, nothing, nothing. What about me? What am I to do? If I even thought I could tell you what... Just stay out of trouble, if you can. I... I know I shouldn't be here, okay? I know, and I know you know. And your father knows. Does he ever? Under any other circumstance, nothing will bring your father greater joy than having you by his side. You know that. Just give him time and space. And (laughs) do try and stay out of trouble. If I can. I can, okay? (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) You little devil. On a remote island in frigid Lake Superior, a fabricated creature birthed from the mind of a disturbed genius stalks the very people who created it. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling author Scott Sigler is a classic tale of science gone horribly wrong. Available wherever you get your podcasts. I never get to do anything exciting. They make me go to church and school, and I get to learn about people who have adventures and do great things. Other people, sure, but me? Oh, no, no, not you, Sammy. You can go to the Sunday market and help Mama pick out boats of fabric and new glassware. Choose the freshest eggs. Because, Dolores, if I'd asked to come, they would have said no. I've asked before. When Papa and Uncle Gruben went to Denmark on business, I asked, and they said no. But Miguel got to go. He was only two years older than me, and he threw up on the boat ride there and back. I haven't been sick once this whole time. Okay, one time. But that was a bad banana, and you know it. Oh, what do you know, Arnold? You need anything that you could get your hoofs on. You still owe me a hair ribbon, by the way, and it had better be silk. Blue silk. <laughs> yes, you did. I saw you slurping it up like a spaghetti noodle. Dolores saw it. Didn't you? Surely you did, Marco. Sylvia. Oh, you're all a pack of lights. No one asked you to chime in, Thomas. What am I doing? I don't have to talk to you anymore. I don't have to hide. I have to talk to real people now. Uncle Reuben and... Besides, you can't understand me anyway. No, you can't! What am I saying? Huh? What am I saying? No, that's not what I said. Shh, shh. Did you hear that? onto the main deck. She could hear the bird calling, but as she cast her eyes around the deck, she could not see it. She scanned the surrounding ocean for any sign of movement and began to despair that she would never find the parrot. When she looked up, 
Suddenly, a squawk came from overhead. She approached the main mast of the ship and heard the parrots cry again, this time directly above her. Up there, somewhere in the rigging of the ship, she gritted her teeth and took hold of a thick line hanging from the mast and began to pull herself hand over hand up the long wooden shaft. The parrot continued to squawk, its chattering growing closer with each foot Sammy gained. As she drew even with the main sail, the parrot squawked, and Sammy thought she might be able to make out a small silhouette on the other side of the flapping canvas. She tightened her grip with one hand and reached the other out to pull the sail to the side and capture her prize. When suddenly... Sammy, was it? Sammy. Samara, but Sammy. Pleasure to meet you, Sammy. My name's Hank. I know. I mean, nice to meet you, Hank. Seems a decent man, your father. Willing to put his own back into what he believes in his. Not many a man with the choice would choose to do it the way he'd done it. Yes. Now, what were you doing up there in the rigging? Mighty dangerous to go up there with the winds his eye. Even for an experienced man. Well, uh, I was trying to catch the parrot. What parrot? I know. No one believes me. But I heard it while I was hiding down there, and I heard it just now up there. I thought if I could catch it and show people I wasn't just making things up. But when I got up there, I started hearing other voices. And I couldn't move or open my eyes. And I felt like I was going to be stuck there forever, or that I already had been. And then I heard your voice. Hmm. No, you're not the first person to be led astray by the wind. And you won't be the last, neither. Don't trust the wind. It takes you where it wants to, no matter where you're looking to go in the first place. 
tries to make up your mind for you, it does. You need it, of course. But you can't trust it to get you where you need to go without minding the course yourself. Now the stars, the stars you can rely on, they never change. Never mean one thing this minute and another the next. They're always there when you need them, and they got everything you need. Invenire te ipsum inter astra. What's that now? Find yourself among the stars. What? <laughs> this ain't the first time you've gone climbing up where you ought not to be, now is it? Well, I mean... Hey, your secret's safe with me, little lady. Besides, from the sound of things, that'd just be a drop in a bucket now, wouldn't it? Ugh, a drop in a bucket that's bailing out a sinking ship in a rainstorm. I just wish... They treat me like a kid, you know? Little as we like it, sometimes we have to accept guidance from folks with more experience who want what's best for us, even if we think we know better. It's just as easy to get lost with a map as it is without one, if you don't know how to read the bloody thing. I don't know what you mean. Well, you can find your North Star, but all you have is a pretty line to look at if you don't let other folks help you get there. You can trust your star, but you need their wind, however unreliable or taxing it can be at times. You learn from it. You chart your course accordingly next time. If there is a next time. There will be. For little girls and their fathers, there always is. Let's be running along now, Sammy. I've got to be minding the wheel. Been fighting a bit of a strong current myself. But I'm keeping her on course best I can. All right. But if you see my papa about me climbing the... Not a word. Thanks. Mm-hmm. So, Sammy, what did you do today? Nothing. I mean, nothing much. Just enjoyed the fresh air. I fed the animals, the goats and chickens, and, oh, I talked to the navigator. Ah, yes, Hank. Quite the fellow he is. Very knowledgeable. Very serious. And the stories that man can tell. What about you? You and Papa? Did the quartermaster's report, uh, go good? Mm, well... Hardly. It was so illegible and disorganized that we could make neither heads nor tails of it. The, the whole thing is a mess. What is there to be done about it? Well... We'll have to run inventory ourselves. Check all of the boxes, barrels, and crates, and, uh... Start from scratch. Otherwise, how will we know which supplies to take on when we next make landfall? I can help! I don't... No, really! Papa, I can! In all those weeks down there, I didn't have anything to do except open boxes and rummage around. I had to know what was where and which barrels I could hide in at a moment's notice. I'll bet I could find just about anything down there, with my eyes closed and my hands on my head. In fact, I know I could. Honest! Uh, you know, Franny, she may be right. She could be invaluable. Please, Papa, let me help. Franny. It won't be a game, Sammy. I know. And there will be plenty of arithmetic. Addition, subtraction, multiplication, division. And don't scare the girl off, Franny. Oh, I know my arithmetic. Two plus two. Four. Two times two. Four. Franny, the girl is a genius. <laughs> Come on. 
You'll be in charge of all numbers and sums. Okay. And Uncle Ruben will check all of your work. I what? Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> good. <sighs> At least I can tell your mother that I kept her schoolwork going. <laughs> this is good. Thank you, Papa. <laughs> Don't thank me yet. Tomorrow won't be a walk in the park by any means. I know. I know. You took an oath you did, and that's no small thing, but 
If you're not on board, then I can't let you leave this room. You won't be harmed, mind you. We're shipmates, after all. We'll have to tow you up down here, of course, so as to keep you safe while the rest of us take care of things topside. But rest assured, we'll all come to terms with one another after the deed is done. But for those of you who need to see it through, Antioch. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. 